All right. Uh, who do we have here with us today? The man behind uh, the camera, sometimes in front of the camera as well. The one and only Ram Subramanian. Hi, Ram. Hi, How's Ritwij. it going? What's happening? Good, yeah. Nothing much. Uh, enjoying the easy uh, Saturday. Oh, nice. I I am I am I was very excited to talk to you today, and uh, most of my day went on. Uh, consuming what all you have created all the content that you had created and i i am like to be, before beginning this podcast i would genuinely want to thank you for all the work that you are doing especially in the uh, activism space uh, and and i uh, you know um, um, share a lot of your ideologies about india and pakistan and about peace so so great work yaar uh, and and um, thank you so much for doing all of that so um, so i'll do a quick introduction so um, so you are a filmmaker uh, an ad filmmaker and and a writer yeah. director and an executive producer and you are also an activist uh, so you started your uh, production house uh, which goes by the name handloom picture company and and i think uh, it yeah. went on to create some of the most uh, memorable ads so i remember um, watching the olx ad the song of that ad especially was really cool so um, so that's there and then uh, you. you also run um, a facebook page uh, which goes by the name voice of ram and it has got around yeah. uh, 3.3.4 uh, lakh followers right now so uh, so essentially yeah. you are a storyteller so i would love to know the story of this storyteller uh, so what i'll do is uh, when you start with your story um, i'll keep on interrupting you uh, here and there and uh, and we can then try to dig deeper into uh, the processes that uh, of all the things that you have done so over to you ram okay. uh, please uh, please tell us your story okay so basically it's not a very uh, uh, long story i'll just keep it as simple as possible because i don't know uh, which part of it is uh, exciting or which part of it is not uh, because it's like i'm i'm living it so for me it's like a very sometimes it's, uh, it's just a lot of boring stuff going on uh, I'm, uh, the only thing i would like to uh, correct in the introduction is that i'm not an activist i used to call myself an activist for a brief while then i kind of realized that uh, in india if you're a citizen if you're to be like i said what is it that you need to do to be a decent citizen of this country and uh, i equated that idea of uh, citizenship with being someone who is uh, uh, um, was conscious of what is happening around you and at the same time like for instance uh, to be a resident of a house it just means you have to clean up your house every now and then so right. uh, for for me citizenship also means that you have to do something to make sure that your your country that you live in is uh, getting better if you keep saying like my country is excellent it's brilliant then there's something absolutely wrong means uh, unless we're living in a country which is paradise uh, there is always going to be work there's always going to be cobwebs in the corner there'll always be uh, issues to uh, stuff to deal with so the best way to uh, be uh, be a citizen is to keep raising your voice and saying at least this is dirty that is dirty this needs to be cleaned up that needs to be cleaned up so if you can if you call, if that is my idea of citizenship but if you call it activism uh, then there is also a problem so it's an unfortunate reality that in india if you just have a voice you're an activist whereas uh, in most western countries you if you have a voice you are just a citizen you're like a regular citizen and i see that happen with uh, many things so as far as my story goes um uh, it's a fairly simple all i did was uh, i started an uh, production house and i kind of realized how much corruption i had to deal with and and it made me in my industry so corruption there was a lot in, of 
um there is corruption in every industry most industries so even in my advertising there is a lot of corruption and i didn't want to pay under the table i didn't want to get jobs on the merit of uh, paying people money uh, so i was always uh, uh, the guy who said like uh, no i'm not going to give under the table money to get a job i would rather get it on merit i think i had a lot of pride in me in those days uh, when i was younger and uh, so that pride and uh, the fact that i have um i have a lot of confidence in my work um in my ability to create a piece of communication that will sell a product and so i said if that is all i i just needed that i just said like i just need to do what i do because of that and i don't need to be like you know um paying money to people who are uh, uh, like you know asking me uh, to give them something under um, like you know a, a kickback um or a bribe just to get uh, uh, just to get my business going so that's kind of when i felt very dejected with the whole system and uh, i sort of started uh, in my dejection i like when you are uh, when you don't do things which is the way of doing things and what happens is you end up spending a lot of time doing nothing so um, i ended up uh, having a lot of time on my hands so i said okay if i'm going to either now either the, the thing that i can do with my time is either i sit and like crib about the fact that um there is uh, like i have nothing to do or i do something constructive with my time so i started being constructive with my time which is i started doing uh, creating pieces of communication for the country because i said the least i can do is uh, do something for the country it's like and it's a very simple way also which is when you don't have when you have time you say okay let me see if my house needs some work you always put your pre- professional interest before your personal or like you know your your home interests um and that's the general case with most people who come who are very professionally inclined i'm a very professionally inclined person i love my job i love doing what i do so when i suddenly didn't have things to do i said looked around and i said shit man we're in a very shitty country here, so i might as well uh, uh, get down and do something for this country so i started like uh, talking about things and the more you speak the more you spend time on a subject the more you understand the subject Right. so uh, and that's exactly what happened so the more i thought about the country the more i understood the country the more i understood the country the more i spoke about the country the more i spoke about the country the more i thought about the country so it's a cyclical process which got me into making my first film which was mute so i made that film um, because i wanted to um, show the advertising world that i'm a very good advertising director that i'm a very good filmmaker uh, that was like it was, and if i look back if i look back at it and i um, think about it also today it's a very clever idea it's a guy who is like talk, uh, not, uh, speaking in sign language and then at the end of the film, i don't know if you've seen the film yeah yeah so, i have yeah so um so it's like at the end of uh, the day it's a, it's a bit of a clever idea because it's a guy speaking in sign language and then you finally say like oh i'm mute because i don't have a, i don't have a voice because i did not vote so it, it's um, and it and the 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 little more honest version of that idea was the next film which was unmute where i had like uh, because i did mute i said like okay i, I think i should do one more and uh, some of the second film happened there was no plan for the second one the second one led, led to me let me to the third one which is pause which is about indo pak peace so that's where i uh, asked this question about indo pak peace is it like why are we having an issue and between india and pakistan and so that became the uh, third Uh, third film from then on i went on to uh, i got into many zones which was um like um, i i got into being uh, a political uh, volunteer 
for Ambadmi Party because it made sense to me. They were fighting against corruption, and I was uh, fighting against corruption in my own way. And I said, "Oh, okay, there's somebody else who understands what I'm going through. Let me just go over there and see if I can uh, make myself useful and uh, see if I can do something." So I went and I fought against corruption over there. um in my own way i helped them win the election there were lots of people like me who were doing a fantastic job as volunteers because i think it was a volunteer driven movement at that point of time so slowly slowly like you know from other things um i learned more about how we exist here all of that and yeah so I, everything was an expression and if i wanted to say something i said okay i'll say it in the most artistic way possible um so that that was my journey as a filmmaker so by the first film which i did was probably an ad the second like mute was an ad of sorts unmuted pause they were all like pieces which were like pieces of me they were all my expressions and then after that became uh, where i like as a director i wanted to just sit and um tell stories where i'm behind the camera but uh, when i started doing things as uh, in those days i used to call it like artist or an activist Uh, but today i just call it just that's me being a decent citizen my journey as a decent citizen um um if i look back and i say uh, when i was doing that then i kind of realized that uh, uh, if i don't put my, i was asking people to have a voice i was asking people to have an opinion and if i don't do it myself if i don't put my face out there and express what i feel or if i uh, or i say or, or just be clear about what i want to say then what happens is uh, i'm being a fraud then i'm being i'm being one of those guys who are telling people like you know you go do this whereas i'm not doing it myself so i had to put like swallow my discomfort i'm like i was very camera shy i was i'm not very comfortable uh, today i am a lot more comfortable actually i was not very comfortable in crowds i was not very comfortable being in front of the camera uh, then i had to like just get over all of that and that was also a journey it was an experience it was a process um and every film the reason the how um uh, voice of ram the page came on facebook is see i'm always i always see myself as an ad filmmaker because that's my profession i'm a, i'm an ad filmmaker i make advertising commercials uh i sell products um and this is uh, the most honest form of salesmanship ever i guess being an ad filmmaker so i'm very okay with being that um yes i would uh, graduate to making feature films at some point uh, because that's a every filmmaker wants to make like a feature film uh, create something which is on the on, on the longer format so i'm working on that at this point of time um but uh, that's that is my job so when and i've been an advertising copywriter before that so i understand the 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 selling part of you know how to convince people to buy something that's something which runs in my blood i've been doing it for 20 25 years now so when i uh, when i started making films like new time new boss i wanted to like i had to always call up people and ask them to share the video because um you i needed that film uh, was a message to me while it was also a piece of art i also wanted it to reach a lot of people because um there was a point if you're doing something to be, create some change there is no point if you don't uh, if it is not seen by anyone so i wanted people to see the film so what i did is i used to call people and ask them like you know hey will you uh, uh share this video friends on with like you know uh, people in like uh, with some decent audiences ask them will you see this video i think you probably are also going through a similar process you're starting off as a um, like somebody who is uh, doing podcasts and you will need audiences or needed to reach a certain amount of audience 
so um, i did the same thing i i see myself in your space at this point uh, in this point of time so uh, i used to like uh, call up people and say hey can you share my video i think it's uh, something which i've done that needs to be seen and uh, then i kind of realized people are very nice they will tell you they are very happy to help you first time they are very happy to help you again but when you do it again and again they'll it's it's they'll just start avoiding your call simply because it's not in their interest to keep sharing whatever the whatever you are doing because it's uh, it's just annoying for them after a while and then i realized okay maybe i should just start my own page you know by then i had like also parallelly what was happening is because i was saying all these things my facebook went from five like you know it had like a 5000 limit okay so i i hit 5000 friends and after that i said okay i'll start a page and i didn't want to start a page with my own name because like that was it seemed very pompous for me that uh, i'm starting like i'm i'm like trying to be a celebrity or something like that and and my friends would also think the same thing if anybody else was doing exactly that you no know, i would have thought like oh this guy is trying to be like you know really huge but today in retrospect i was uh, i said like okay i'll just call it voice of ram and i will just be um like uh, it will be ambiguous nobody will know what it is and uh, and uh, i'll have my face on it for a while later i'll re- uh, remove it and i'll put some say, uh, symbol or a logo to it and then nobody will know it's me i'll just quietly do things from the background so that was the plan uh, and voice of ram happened as a page at that point of time where like i started doing more and more over there and the more i did as an uh, a uh, citizen who people thought i'm more interested in activist uh, in activism and i'm not interested in doing advertising so then came a point like when i said okay i'm going to like shut all these things and i'm going to keep it only to maybe i'll just tweet about whatever i'm feeling for a while and after that i'll stop i will not do i will, I will not do anything in terms of because producing films is like uh, a very expensive uh, and painful process like uh, second thing is if you take money from someone to make your films they will expect their agenda to be a part of it so right. it be- yeah so it becomes a little uh, difficult um, i would like to do things which are like as pure as possible so um, decided to like just do this uh, for as much as i could and um, just shut it down and uh, now then i went back to being an actual maker and then covid happened that's it So, so, w- w- so what are you yeah, up to that's right the story now? of my life i don't know if... me i'm uh, currently working uh, on my feature i'm writing i'm coming oh, up nice. with the ideas for long format yeah uh, apart from that i'm still trying to do ads uh, my first love okay. so uh, that is what is happening great nothing much so so uh, the thought that you shared about uh, you not calling yourself an activist and and just being a decent citizen i think i think i could totally relate to that um few years back uh, i used to talk to a lot of uh, friends and i i used to talk about revolution in education and uh, there was this one person who called me activist and i was like how can you call me an activist it's, it's just a basic thing that everyone should be um working towards and stuff like that so so i can totally relate to that part um so what it's it's interesting what you're saying about revolution the thing is uh when you're younger see i'm 40 today okay i'm 42 mm-hmm. actually uh, i'm going to turn 42 tomorrow so okay. um uh, if you when you're younger the whole idea of you know activism revolution the thing is like you know uh, uh, is like when you talk about revolution a lot of it is fed by the ideas of revolution that have been seeded into your head by movies which are uh, about uh, revolutions you will okay. talk about che guevara you will talk about like uh, some great revolutionaries who did like you know went about and they charged and they made a bloody change they were like guns beautiful pictures very romantic things um 
but for me revolutions are not just uh, you know like you know bloody revolutions mm-hmm. uh, they are not revolutions where you need to go fight spill blood and do things and like uh, subvert the paradigm all of that shit happens you know it's it's as simple as for me, the greatest revolution i've seen unfold in front of my life was the um, mobile phone revolution in india you know today every guy has a mobile phone right the internet revolution i mean when i was right. in 90s there was no such thing as the internet suddenly by 97 98 uh, there were internets in college uh, there were internet cafe, uh, there were cyber cafes uh, and then by uh, 2000s everybody had like a mobile phone 2020 every guy has a mobile phone and is connected to the internet also now uh, it's uh, is it a revolution of course it's a revolution Okay. but it it just it took so slow it was so it just crept into our life it did it so slowly so smoothly so there were no jerks in the revolution correct, there was no there was, there was no like you know sudden change which was uh, necessary and i had this uh, uh, like you know it's uh, it's very interesting story and because we all look at uh, leadership as political leadership okay a lot of times it can also be business leaders who bring in change and uh, so this was an interesting thing which happened when i had gone to bangalore once for a shave okay i had gone to bangalore i had gone to bangalore once like in my uh-huh. home is in bangalore so okay. i had gone to the nearby barber for a shave okay like, to yeah. shave my head i was just uh, too lazy to do it like uh, myself and generally i was sitting and talking to him asking like so where are you from he said like i'm from up i said that's really far why are you doing what are you here doing for said yeah i came here for work and then i and and i was a, i was um, very interested in politics so and uh, at that point of time i always ask people like so who is uh, the cm of your place who is the what is happening so what do you like his work what work is he doing because the best way to do, uh, uh, is like to know what is happening in the country is to ask people from different parts of the state so i asked him so what do you think about uh, what is happening he said like uh, which leader do you like so i expected him to say something like you know uh either modi or like you know uh yogi adityanath or any of the names which we uh, he said i like uh, mukesh ambani i was shocked i was like what do you mean mukesh ambani he said like uh see i have a i couldn't talk to my family before every time i had to make a call it was uh, very expensive but now if i can call i don't think about how much money i have or i don't have so for me that is great uh, he's made a big difference in my life so he's a good leader for me i said that made a lot of sense which is why i bring you this uh, mobile phone uh, example of what a revolution can be also um so uh, yeah so as, when you're younger you have like uh, different notions of a revolution and activism and citizenship but as you grow older you realize that uh, you, you can be a good citizen in many ways definitely smoother definitely. is better I think you yourself is a great example for that. I mean, you are revolu- uh, revolutionizing or bringing about a change in your own way through your art form, and I think that's great. So, so you could be in anything, but then uh, you can still do good for people. So, I think I I completely agree upon that. Um, yeah. So, uh, could you just like help me understand the process of making an ad film, a successful one or or a good one? so the process of making an ad film depends entirely on um, see uh, it starts with the script okay okay mm-hmm. now um, if you are if you have to create an ad for say a brand now there are many kinds of uh, advertising like if you say an ad film what is an ad film for is it for the internet is it for television you need to understand which uh, which audience you are talking to 
what right. kind of audience you're talking to and like for instance it could be a product depending on the product now if it is a pair of jeans if it is a bike uh, if it is a or is it like a, a feminine uh, product like a face cream now, these are all different products so you need to understand your audience very well in terms of what is it that they will like what is it that they're looking for and then you'll have to tailor an ad which is for that audience what is it that you will tell them to uh, that will make them like the brand that you're selling them or the product that you're selling them okay how will you tell them that it's like when you are going out if you want to propose to a girl you want to tell her that you love her you're not just going to walk up to her and say hey i love you you're going to take some time you're going to like uh, who are you going to tell her hey this is me this is who i am uh, and uh, this you'll set up the mood which is like you'll play the right music for her you'll make sure that there are candles and you're not going to take her to some toilet and say hi you know will you be with me and we say you know this place stinks you stink for you know you're going to like you're going to light the you're going to light some candles you're going to like have some champagne you're going to have some flowers going to have some chocolate it's things that she likes if she doesn't like chocolates you're going to make make sure that there's something that she likes create the ambiance and then tell her listen would you like to spend some time with me and and every ad has to be is, is a proposal you have to woo your audience you have to make your audience like you look at you and then be interested in you and think you have the personality that is matching their personality like you and then um uh, and then say yes to you and then remember you the next morning and then go and buy you so this has to be done in 30 seconds or 20 seconds now this, yeah. this is the process which you have to uh, go through with every ad firm so while this is the overarching concept um the the nuts and bolts of it is very uh, specific to the job in front of you mm-hmm. so, so, will, so if you yeah. yeah so i was asking uh, like you might have uh, some perspective on some certain type of products but you might not have that kind of a perspective for all the products but still you uh, you must be managing to make uh, some very appealing ads uh, for that product so so how do you um, ensure that the um, research part happens for every single um, product and and you still nail it for every single product okay so now uh, if you ask me will do i have perspective for many products actually is no i might have zero perspective for any product okay the only perspective i have is for the products that i use hmm. so as a thumb rule and even if even if it is a perspective for a product that i use it is my personal pro- uh, perspective so i'll have to learn i have to get that perspective for what is it that uh, product for who is the person who is using it and it's some it's it's again a science it's a bit of an art okay so, so like, it's like h- how would uh, how would you go about it what would your approach be let's say uh, why don't we do a thing uh, why don't you pick a product uh, and and uh, create an ad out of that product for that product if, if you could walk so, us through the entire process then that will be great no um, i wouldn't i wouldn't go uh, like i wouldn't say okay let's pick up a product and create an ad uh, for that product at this point of time um, because now uh, those are things which depend um, again heavily on the amount of uh, what is it uh, that you're selling who you're selling to what is it priced at so there are okay. multiple what is the previous communication that was done for it what do how, what do people already know about it what is it that you want them to know about it so these are all like uh, very detailed stuff as mm-hmm. an um, as an over as a sudden like you know i just want to 
create something and tell you is like uh, like it will work you will think it is fantastic but then my peers will look at it and then they will uh, smile they will say like it is such a simplistic way of doing something it's like asking a chef like what do you think about food can you give me a recipe and tell me take me so that you explain to me what uh, cooking beautiful dishes is like it doesn't work like that i will just tell you like you know I, I, it's it's like i've i've spent 20 years and i still don't know anything about it you know it's like i'm a student every time i do something uh, okay. which is what is the exciting part of uh, this job like um, i feel like a student every time i do something which is what keeps it like keeps me going about it so um, it, it's about film making also it's like mm-hmm. uh, because i'm i'm an ad filmmaker so um, 90% of what i do is film making mm-hmm. like, or or like 50% of what i do is film making but you never know as a person is like because sometimes it's even that varies depending on the job how much of film making and how much of non film making part is there to it so like i said it's so ambiguous and i can't just put like you know uh, i can't mm-hmm. give you like exact specifics uh, with the, without any concrete uh, uh, foundation for it then i'm just okay. talking in the air and it will make no sense to guy who know something about it mm-hmm. cool uh, fair enough so um, so but then uh, i'm sure there must be a couple of uh, elements uh that make a film successful or or to just bomb so uh what would those uh, elements would be and how do you manage to uh you know nail those or is it still again oh, uh, uh, depending upon what the kind of project yeah it's it it, it uh, no these elements again depend on your uh, it's it's like uh, what is it that you would tell a girl that to go out with you Okay. okay depends on the time of the day okay uh, you want to ask her to go out with you for uh, for lunch uh, or you want her to go out to uh, ask her to go out with you for dinner which place how much money do you have you know mm-hmm. um, what are the clothes that you're wearing when you show up to talk to her you know and how is she looking when you show up and talk to her so it's like as varied as that you know you can't go okay. with uh, because and and imagine you are one of those 300 guys who want to t- talk to that girl right because that's what an ad is mm-hmm. you, there are 300 of you trying 300 uh, people trying to get the attention of one girl assume 300 guys getting the right. attention of one girl she's ignoring all of them and you have to be the one she looks at and she says ah okay i think i like you i'm going to buy your product so it's again very varied so, uh, how do you do that so you have to also beat 300 other people so Tom you have job. to know who your uh, competition is it is it is it's like uh, uh, a lot of uh, like filmmaking is for me i find filmmaking easier because i've not done it yet uh, while it has got its own battles it's tougher in its own ways um, it's 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 at least you have to tell a story okay as an advertising professional you have to tell a story and you have to make some you have to convince somebody that uh, make them watch it because nobody likes ads everybody hates it it's one of those like when was the last time you said i want to watch an ad nobody nobody does that so you have to make them like the ad watch the ad remember you the next time and go buy the product so you are you are expecting a lot of work to be done in 30 seconds because uh, and and they actually there to watch a film so you are interrupt them while they're watching a film and do this yeah or content on the internet these days 30 second is like really really tough i think uh, how much can you deliver mm. in that so i think I think you can. Um we've been doing this I think there are fantastic art filmmakers who've been doing it for the longest time. Uh so it's not like you cannot you can. It's just that uh, uh because it's like uh, 
I, at some level, this is also an industry where people think it's very easy to do. Like, you'll always go to a barber and tell him how you want your hair. You'll tell him, "Do this, do that." Do this, do that. You'll give him directions, but you'll never go to a surgeon and give him directions. Correct. You know, it's right. it's just that you'll never go to a surgeon and say, "Oh, do this, do that. Pull out one kidney, put it back in." You know, that that never happens. That's because you have a lot more. Uh, there is more at stake. but it's an ad i mean uh, it doesn't seem like it's uh, you can experiment with it because you are the one who is buying it if you are a client but uh, if you uh, don't do a fantastic job you can always make another ad and blame somebody blame the barber for it so uh, right. as a barber it's like uh, it's, it's it's a terrible job because uh, you have to do exactly what the guy says and then he'll look at you and he'll say like he'll he'll muck it up completely okay but then he'll look at you and he'll say like you're a terrible barber and you'll say yeah, i am a terrible barber I don't know my job, so <laughs> so that's 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 the industry we play uh, sometimes. It's fun. I mean, it, you just roll with the punches. It doesn't matter. Great, great. So, uh, so like, how did you get your first set of? Uh, before that, um, like, how should one go about starting um, an ad agency uh, or a production house uh, in 2021, for example, in 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 today's world? Oh, in today's world, it's very difficult. If you're a small agency, it's very easy because I think clients are shifting from big agencies to small agencies. Um, oh. There is like a huge uh, exodus um, uh, because uh, um, what has uh, what happened is like the the big agency model seems to be collapsing at this point of time. Uh, a lot of small agencies are coming up. I think a digital shop is a very good space to be in. If you create content for the client, it's like I think clients are very happy to have. If you have an audience and if you have content uh, which people are watching. you can slip in a sales pitch every now and then in different works you're in a good spot you'll have more clients coming and saying hey uh, whatever you're doing is working for uh, these 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 and these people i wanted to work for me also then you can say hey but you pay me so much they'll say okay and they'll pay you for it and then do it so um i think a lot of advertising has also moved into advertising and uh, uh, audience like you know it's not just audience uh, you become a, a a creator more than an advertising a lot of advertisers are creators today okay. like influencers creators they're all at me, at some level all that whole model is like a very advertising model they okay. are influencers but they create ads for clients like right. you you're creating content and you want like uh, the only way the content uh, you can keep doing this as a job is if you have advertising or if you have uh, people paying for what you're doing right right, right. to watch your show either you get people to pay to watch your show or you get uh, ads to uh, uh, do that otherwise there has to be money coming in some transaction happening otherwise you are going to be non uh, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a, a job which you are making money off it will just be something right. that you're passionate about and then might yeah. not so, be able to sustain that as well yes so the starting point is you need to have passion for it whatever if you if you like if you if you don't have passion for it then you're in the wrong business because this is one of those jobs where you have to be very passionate about now there are many kinds of ad agencies you can be like a digital agency uh, ad agency you can be like an influencer ad agency you can be like a uh, mainline ad agency which is for like you know um, uh, television and um, uh, outdoor and print and some of it is dying mediums actually so these are the kind of spaces that you can uh agencies that you can look at and then say mm-hmm. okay this, this is the kind of stuff that i enjoy doing or you can be a production house now there are many kinds of production houses which is like advertising production houses and your production houses which are creating long format and then your production houses which are doing um features 
so these are the spaces that you can also get into okay okay uh, so i uh, what i've realized is that starting something uh, and getting your first set of customers that's the toughest part and then uh, and especially i think in the uh, ad space uh, once you have enough customers coming in and then that uh, word of mouth starts kicking in and then you start getting more clients but the first set of clients how do you convince them that uh, that they should believe in you and your work and that uh, they should pay you for for making that act. so who is this for is this for like there are many kind of uh, again if you're like uh, uh, are you planning on starting an advertising agency is like uh, or are you asking on the behalf of people who will be starting an ad agency because uh, if there are guys who are starting an ad agency they understand this uh, even more most of them start an ad agency with a client they'll okay. have at least one or two clients uh, mm-hmm. or like a few clients which will give them enough comfort to say hey i can sustain a business right right Um, so once they have those few clients then they'll say okay otherwise they are freelancers correct mm, so so how did you uh, learn to make uh, ad films uh, how w- what was the process of learning so i um, so in my case it's uh, i was a copywriter i was a creative director in an agency and uh, i had a client uh, called neo sports so the client did uh, in those days this is like i think i'm talking about 2007 or something like that so he, uh, he and it's a channel so they wanted to do a lot of uh, films a lot of either ads or like you can call them uh, uh, idents like you know channel idents mm-hmm. like on if you're watching mtv or any channel you watch there's something which will come about the channel an ad for the channel in the channel so he wanted to create like uh, some 60 70 of them so um, and this was a cricket channel where there were lots of uh, cricket matches were coming like they had a lot of uh, cricket uh, tournaments which was on their channel so okay. we are, we had to create ads for it and then i was creating some of the ads uh, then he said like can we also create other ads i said happy to so i ended up doing some uh, 60 ads the last 20 i ended up directing because they okay. said like this is too expensive to get directors from outside want to direct it i said i've never done it but yeah i'll do it so that's how i became a director the first day i went in the uh, uh, called action cut i realized that i can do this because uh, i was doing backseat direction for a while then i realized okay. that uh, as a writer you i am seeing the film in my head whatever mm-hmm. i write i'm a visual i'm a visual person so I, whatever i'm uh, thinking i'm visualizing it so i was visualizing what i was writing and all i had to do was translate that visualization into actual film so okay. uh, once you know once you can see a film in your head then it's a function of getting what you have in front of you uh, what you have in your head and you extract what it is in front of you extract that film out of uh, the elements in front of you and put it together as a real film and it has to be as close as to the one that you have in your imagination so that was the process initially that process was a little tedious because um, the technicalities come into play so by after a few uh, couple of years in the business then you understand the technicalities better and then you also like learn that with the technicalities you can make better films so you learn more and you keep learning more and as and it was to make okay so, so that's so, uh, how i started off yeah. so uh, do you think uh, the formal way of learning uh, how to make films uh, do you think that that has got its advantages uh, uh, would you be oh, yeah. would you have of course okay of course like even today i think sometimes i think about maybe i should just go to a film school to uh, uh, experience the formal way of doing things because i, I what i did was out of necessity okay it was not mm-hmm. done because i had an option or something like that right had i uh, if i would have had an option i would have definitely gone to the so many good fantastic film schools in india and 
not 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 like you know some good really good film schools in india uh, a lot of fantastic ones abroad uh, depending on what kind of films you want to make and uh, but the best way to make films is to also see films watch a lot of them and watch a lot of them as uh, and try to watch them as somebody who's going to be in the profession and not just someone who's going to be in the audience all your life mm-hmm. so when you start watching films uh, so, so yeah i mean like if you if the question is uh, is is one thing better than the other no a your aptitude determines everything uh, for the job uh, second thing is if you want to watch if you want to like make a film go watch go to a school if you're young and if you have the money and if you have the time invest in a good school and go watch filmmaking go learn filmmaking from masters who have actually uh, so you're in an environment where you're like geared to learn you're also in an environment where you're competing with your classmates and the people before you and uh, trying to do something over there so it's also a very fertile space invest in it do it if you don't have the means then then, then you can learn from youtube you can learn from uh watching the films that were uh, there were in front of you it's like asking you did you learn how to uh, do this like you Sorry? know uh, yeah. did you learn how to be uh, doing the job that you're doing the job that you're doing right now no of course not you just learned it you just picked it up on the way and you said like let me just uh, watch a few podcasts and see what i can do and see how much of it that i can do and then uh, you're just winging it all right so so uh, i would love to uh, move to the next part uh, this is most of uh, most of it is about uh, ad film making and uh, and stuff uh, i would now love to move uh, to the work that you uh, believe in uh, for the national good so Uh, you have been talking about topics sensitive topics like india and pakistan and and uh, similar such topics so um, have you ever faced any um, uh, kind of a resistance from people who do not agree with your line of thinking and and uh, how do you then deal with that kind of a response from people now um, thankfully i think uh, yeah i did face a lot of resistance in terms of uh, uh, you are fighting against a narrative which is really old pakistan has been an age old enemy of right. india okay the genesis of this country was india and pakistan okay they said this yeah this country has to be split into two otherwise it's one so we like uh, uh, people who have been fighting each other since the inception like right. we didn't want to be together so we became two countries they said you you stay in that room we we'll stay in this room that's the genesis of this uh, country now uh, now if you have to fight If, if that's the, that's been the narrative for this long now if you say okay let's be friends it's not going to be easy to convince a lot of people to say let's be friends but that doesn't mean that you cannot you you cannot uh, like you have a working relationship i'm all about working relationships which is like uh, you, okay we've had a fight like uh, years back okay either we can extend the fight or we just have like you know you do your thing we'll do a thing it's not like you're doing fantastic pakistan is like if you look at it now uh It, it's 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 like it's not doing it's it's not got much money if india is doing bad pakistan is doing like a lot more where they're in a worse shape than we are mm-hmm. okay so they don't have much money they don't have much like you know people don't have much to much future they're like options are more limited than our options um so and uh, being involved in a fight is just only going to diminish those things more the other thing um, that i have to like uh, that i was thinking about is uh, Uh, i think you have to also pick on the kind of if you are going to pick a fight it's got to be a fight that makes you a better person correct right if you're going to play with somebody 
you play with someone who's better than you so you learn the you learn you become better as a person whereas if you, you if you play with a smaller player if you play with a player who's better like not as good as you then you're not doing you're not just going you know your game is not going to grow right definitely yeah so uh, like like india despite being 1.4 billion we like 1.35 billion or whatever the number is we seem to be growing like at a superb space speed uh and and, and we don't have like a team for the olympics which will go even win the medal you know we don't win a decent like every time there is an olympic uh, happening we know we are not going to do much right you know and that's very shameful but when you look at china a neighboring country okay uh, they go and like they kill it and they come back right why right. is it that like it's just that we are so petty like you know all our games are petty all our fights are petty so we like oh, okay let's just go and like uh, get like some four like try our best and come back we're not even interested there's no pride there's no we keep talking about nationalistic pride and all that's all bullshit we don't have we get booked and we come back from the olympics nobody gives a shit the leaders don't give a shit you know there's so much of art and culture which we have nobody gives a shit you know uh, there is no there is no like you know there is no way we're going to get promoted nothing is going to happen because uh, the leadership is so weak it is like it's so 30 plus no they don't even they don't even understand the need for having these things mm-hmm. the thing that i'm picking up is that we need to start picking our battles and try to win the ones that really matter and ignore the ones that don't really uh yeah. bring a lot of importance yes we pick battles that make us better right 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 because uh, if if you're going to be uh, this country is going to be around so if you're going to be around might as well be better as we keep going into the so if we're going to keep if we have to get better keep going into the future then we got to pick battles that make us better that make us keep us stagnant right um so uh, like uh, when you were at it or, or while you are at it uh, have you ever felt uncomfortable or vulnerable or second thought or, or, or doubted your decisions and your actions um, no uh, there's only one point where i felt that but mostly i don't generally feel that because uh, as long as you feel you're doing the right thing it's fine like if you think you're doing something which is correct then i don't think you should have any you know you should feel like oh i'm doing something wrong it's only when you think when you feel that you're doing something wrong that's when the problem begins then you are right. in, in in conflict with yourself and your conflict is therefore there for anyone to exploit it so it's like if you do if you think you're doing the right thing you'll never feel vulnerable or like yeah you will have resistance you'll have people who are against you you'll have people who think you're 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 doing the wrong thing but that's like a function of a conversation or like telling them this is what you do and at the end of the day most people know whether you mean well or you don't mean well so when they know you mean well i think uh, it's it's okay great I, i i think that's a that's a fantastic an- answer um one last thing uh, that i wanted to know from you um education system uh, or the education uh, scene is a little special for me because okay. i had quit my formal education post 12th grade and um, so so i, I did not uh, like the system very much but i am also trying to get other people's uh, opinions or perspectives on the system uh so in my opinion it needs a big reform but uh, do you think the education uh, is serving its purpose well uh, did you do you think that it served its purpose well uh, for you as a filmmaker uh, and and if if you think it's not uh, it did not serve its purpose then how would you build it from scratch so um this is an interesting space because um, i hear you when you said uh, quit uh, 
Now, that's the one thing which I think we see um, that we keep, we constantly keep uh, uh, slotting in education into formal and informal sectors. You know, there is something called formal education, which is you go to school, you learn. You know, um, that education which you get from schools where you go, where you learn, and uh, you learn physics, you learn science, and most kids don't understand what they're learning and why they're learning it. Right. They just go there and they're studying something. Okay, now that is your that that is they say like you know, uh, I understand why you learn like you know A B C D. Then you learn you you understand that because you need to learn how to read and write. Once you learn how to read and write, you learn mathematics. Okay, you need mathematics. You need your basic mathematics, which is to do this like you know addition, subtraction, to handle the money in your wallet, to understand that. Then you will have to learn. Then you will after that you learn something like Pythagoras theorem. You never use that in your life. After that, you are constantly wondering, what am I going to do with this theorem? You learn geography, you learn history, which makes sense. At least it gives you some perspective. At that point of time, it seems very boring. But then you say, then later you realize, oh yeah, yeah it actually makes a lot of sense to learn the geography. Then you, uh, then but but then to the guy who is in the mathematical field, that mathematics makes a lot of sense. Correct. To the guy who is there in the uh, in 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 like uh, say a filmmaker, the geography makes sense for you. The geography makes sense. The history makes sense because. it gives you conversation the art makes sense when you learn art it makes sense because it gives you depth as a human being you understand what emotion is you understand what culture is you understand perspectives because it's not your own perspective that becomes important the other person's perspective other people's perspective becomes important and you learn to appreciate and understand it once you understand art and poetry and um uh, and, you know and then like it just adds music and uh, dance and they just bring some form of depth into you now um do uh, education uh, does education need reform i think education needs uh, money to hire fantastic teacher the only way you can reform education is by reforming giving um, importance to if you don't give importance to teachers then the quality of education no matter what you do with the syllabus is not going to change anything there there's something called state schools and schools and private schools the like it's the quality of teachers that make the difference correct i, I completely agree uh, especially i think uh, finland is doing really great uh, uh, in in education and they have some some of the best teachers in the world so i think i can completely uh, relate and understand your point um, well, i would like to add another thing there, there's also the internet which teaches you so much we are all my my generation was the internet generation we learned a lot from the internet it like uh, filled in the gaps in our education uh, uh, because we learned so much about music we learned so much about uh, uh, whatever we wanted to learn like you know people art everything that we learned from uh, these places like how a guy who was interested in uh, mathematics and physics he would have learned so much about it from the internet because i think it just connected us to each other at some level and we could learn from each other definitely i think uh, um, internet has uh, played a big role in uh, revolutionizing education and democrat uh, democratizing it a lot so so yeah. definitely there yeah. i think whatever little yeah. i have learned it's it's from the internet yeah. great All, all right so uh, these were a couple of things that i wanted to have your perspective on and and uh, know about what you think on these things so uh, it was fun and and uh, i learned a lot uh, especially about uh, making ad films and about uh, um, doing the right thing for the nation and everything so so i really loved it and um, it was a great conversation thank you so much for doing this and likewise likewise thank you all right good fun I wish you all the best. I hope you uh, manage to uh, talk to a lot more people. This, I think, there is nothing like perspective and uh, uh, meeting people or talking to people just adds to that. I I had the good fortune of talking to a lot of people in my life, so that 
um it's been like a constant uh, uh, like you know constant understanding of the world through different perspectives so uh, i'm really grateful to all of those who came i'm sure you'll have a good trip uh, good luck man and god bless you thank you so much thank you so much ram bye take care well take care yeah bye Thank <laughs> you.